Hello and welcome to episode eight. 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 <laughs> eight of Dial Femme for Murder. Hello, everybody. Um, the true crime podcast for girls, gays, days, and, and everyone. Everyone, really. really. Everyone fully, in between, you know. Fully inclusive space to talk about true crime and other weird things. If you're a human, you're welcome. Even if you're exactly. not a human, you're still welcome. If you're not a human, I feel like you're even more welcome. Absolutely. Wait, like, when you say not a human, do you mean an alien? Because if you're like a lizard, then do one. No, like aliens, especially now like full disclosure of aliens is incoming. I feel Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to make sure that we're in ex- inclusive space for aliens. 100%. Seeing as like 100%. the the penta- pentagram, I was going to say the pentagram, lol. The, pen- <laughs> the pentagon are basically saying, yeah, aliens exist. Like this is... Pretty much. What I don't saying. know how I feel about that. There's part of me. There's like the fox molder inside of me that's like, oh my god, it's finally here. It's mm. time. Full mm. disclosure of aliens is incoming. Yeah. And then there's the other part of me that's like, they could just be using this to get money for like more space defense stuff. Absolutely. Or they could be using it to like, um, you know, distract people from something else, something bigger. Exactly. Exactly. So we have to be skeptical. I feel oh. like skepticism is always good. I just hope it doesn't end up like Mars Attacks. I kind of hope it does. Well, I wouldn't mind having a chihuahua with the head of Sarah Jessica Parker. Or like that song yeah. going round all the time. What's the song? It's like, <laughs> only you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> gah, gah, gah. That, that was something. <laughs> that's what they do. Literally, as, as, a, as a sweet little unbeknownst to me gay boy, the scene with the glamour alien, which who bites Martin Short's finger off, when she's like swaying, that is literally that that awakened a, a, a gay, you know, you know, something inside <laughs> me that was like, this woman is fabulous. She is ethereal. She has amazing hair, amazing dress, and also she bites people's fingers off. I love that for you. Who knew that Mars attacks could awaken like so much inside of a person? Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Speaking of things, sexual things that have awoken me sexually. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> you could just go straight into it every podcast. I do. Like, straight God, into it. Like, absolutely. I am a horn dog. <laughs> I this am. Straight up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're over a year into a pandemic. I'm definitely a horn dog. Um, <laughs> anyway, Lil Nas X on SNL. Did you see him? Did you see it? Joe, I, ha- I know that you sent it to me this morning. I, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God. It is gay heaven. Is the devil in it? The devil, the devil isn't in it, but it's very like devil imagery, like flames, fire, right, and he's wearing right, okay. and he's wearing the shoes with blood in them. Oh, the adrenochrome shoes. <laughs> yeah, but it's so super gay. He's basically performs "Call Me by Your Name," and he's mm-hmm. wearing like a top, which is kind of like a harness, so all of his body is like exposed and leather pants. And there's all these right. male dancers, and one of them licks his neck. Oh, spicy! And he does like pole dancing, and lol, he split his trousers, so it's really adorable when he splits his trousers and his face, but. It's what was it? What by accident? Not on by Marcus. accident. He's doing the oh pole. Dear. He's doing the pole dancing bit, and he drops down, and then he splits his trousers. I was like, oh bless no. him. But yeah, I was literally watching it, and I was like, this is like gay heaven, which is straight people. Love that. Love that on hell. SNL. We love that for SNL. I don't really. I don't really watch SNL. I I didn't. I only watched that one bit that was like Gen Z hospital when yeah. Elon Musk was on. That was yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I like. Which SNL. I thought it was quite funny actually. I thought that one bit was quite funny, but I don't usually watch SNL. No, I used to watch it religiously when Kristen Wiig 
was on it because I love Kristen yeah. Wiig. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, um, Seth Meyers, all those kind of people. Yeah. A few years ago, but now they're all, I don't know, I'm not really, I don't really, I don't think it's as funny anymore, so I don't really watch it. But the odd thing that comes through, I usually watch it because they usually have pretty good musical guests on there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't really pay a huge amount of attention to SNL. I'm like, is no. it is it really that relevant anymore? I don't think it's been relevant for a while. Yeah, so. I, I would hesitate to say the same. But still, I think just shitloads of people watch it, like... Yeah, it's got huge unbelievable. reach. Unbelievable, yeah, 100%. Um, kind of like our podcast. Absolutely like our podcast. Worldwide, worldwide. Truly, truly global audience. Truly global. Um, did you watch, this is a question, I know you're not going to say yes, but did you watch Eurovision? Of course I didn't. Fucking... But I did see the person that was doing coke. Uh-huh. From it- Were they from Italy? <laughs> yeah, so basically the Italy one, and it was a band called Man's- Manskin. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people yeah. I like that are just going wild for them, but I then I just saw them just like yeah. clearly doing cocaine on live television. Well, the guy, the guy from the lead singer is like everything that my teen emo dreams are made of. Like, oh dear, do you know what I mean? He's well, got a, like, a gaslighter. Oh yeah, let's be honest. But, <laughs> but like, like eyeliner, black nail polish, slick back. You know, right. just super like emo glam kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a bit kind of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, his, you know gender fluidity kind of you know like Davy Havoc vibes but yeah, like he wears yeah, makeup yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's called Damiano David right okay and basically they were doing the count like the count whatever and then they switch back to the guys and it basically looks like he does a bump off the table oh he absolutely does <laughs> he absolutely does see allegedly come see, on I don't That's know going on but there's if there's people saying oh he was looking down because someone knocked a glass off the table or whatever which you know oh, whatever I'll give him the benefit of a doubt but everyone's going calls for call is calling for them to be disqualified I'm like why oh come on like Christ Almighty that's that's oh yeah they're, they're, I mean they're do you a, think that nobody else was doing it exactly they're a glam rock band and they're all like in their twenties what do you like what do you expect like yeah. I'd be surprised. And he, now he's saying, I will do a drug test. I do not do drugs. I'll happily do a drug test and everything. And I'm like, dude, don't you don't need to do that. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, who cares, really? I mean, people make it... it I thought it was I thought it was funny. So did I. Also, it's I just know, a funny thing. I was watching it and I was like, surely he can't be that stupid. Like, to just do a bump on I mean, on some people TV. can. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't guess, be surprised I if guess, it was real. I guess if he was buzzing off his tits already, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but I just don't really see the moral outrage in, like, 2021 no, of, no. of being like, oh, my God, somebody co- did cocaine. Like, it's okay. Like, get over and... it. The 80s happened. Everyone did cocaine. Come on. Exactly. Speaking of everyone doing cocaine, did you watch any of Halston on Netflix? <laughs> Do you even need to ask me <sighs> No, you didn't. Well, I didn't. I haven't really... I can't even remember if I've watched anything this week. Mate, all I do is watch TV, it's my life. I don't think I've watched anything. I have wanted to watch, do you know what? I might put it on tonight because I was thinking, do you know what? Because I've just been watching a lot of documentaries, mm. YouTube stuff mm. as per usual. Yeah. And I'm like, I just support, I do kind of just want to watch a film or something. Do it. Or something that's like a little bit watch light-hearted. Halston. Well, Halston is particularly light-hearted. Is it a Ryan Murphy? It is Ryan Murphy, so you know it's okay. good. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the only... <laughs> The only I'd thing... say it, we, it's a Ryan Murphy. We we think maybe the beginning of it is going to be good. The middle's going to be okay, and, and the, the end is going to be, be disappointing. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get. Yeah, kind of, pretty much. Um, 
so I, I basically, as I was watching it, I was like, I'm making notes because I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Right. First of all, I'm just going to go through my little notes. So one thing that bugs These me... These aren't spoilers though, are they? No, none of them are spoilers. None of them okay, are spoilers. Um, straight men... Have you... There's one thing I've noticed because you and McGregor plays Holston, right? Holston was gay. Right. right. You and McGregor is straight, right? Yeah. Straight men playing gay always kiss other men really hard. It's that's a Ryan Murphy thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, have Straight you noticed that is definitely a Ryan Murphy thing. Um, but have you noticed, like, I when I was watching it and I was like, I've seen this like so many times before. Like, um, a, a straight man playing gay will literally kiss the other man so hard, and I kind of look at yeah. it and I'm like, it just looks like you're trying to get it over with. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was one thing that bugged me. You McGregor had an awful mince. A mint. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Why did he have to mince? I don't know. Maybe Holston minced when he walked. Right. But I was literally watching it and I was like, honey, that Do you want to describe mince. what a mince is for anybody so that doesn't know? For anyone who doesn't know, a mince is um, how you could... Uh, my description, I hope my description of a mince doesn't get me cancelled. But it's <laughs> a, men, a man walking in a perceived feminine way. Right. A little get, bit of like a sachet. A like sachet. A little, like a no, strut. Yeah. A strut. Yeah. But, you know, it was very limp wrist, you know, swaying the hips. Like, do you know what I mean? It was very cliche. Right. Cliche. Right. Um, right. The the one thing that I was very excited about is that it, it features Liza Minnelli heavily. Oh, Liza. Oh, is she in it? Well, not actually Liza Minnelli, unfortunately, because oh, we adore Liza Minnelli. But Holston was like, Liza Minnelli was his muse. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, um, I was actually thinking this this week because I saw a TikTok. I was like, I should mm. go back and watch Arrested Development. You should do. That was so good. Lucille too. Just, yeah. Oh, do you remember when she, when she got, what was it? She went to When she went to rehab because she had vertigo or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's so it's good. Not, it's not your vertigo, it's our vertigo. Absolutely. I love Lucille too. But the woman playing Liza didn't quite, she didn't give me Liza, you know? Right, okay. She was a good actress. She was vibing. She was partying. She sang Liza mm. with a Z. Nice. But she wasn't giving me... I needed I needed the Liza, you know? Yeah, exactly. You need, <sighs> you need like, properly over the top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean I'm surprised, actually, because a lot of it was really cliched in terms of Ewan McGregor's hammy acting, for one. Right. Um, and there was a lot of, like, sex, but, you know, paying for sex by the dock you know it which it and they made it look really seedy and i'm like it's right. not seedy it's just the way of life that it was when you were gay well, in like the 60s on the, and on the piers yeah right, right right but they made it all like the music got really like dark and really like sensual and of course it did and then like there was a bit where he was bent over this fucking like shipping container and some guy gave him something to sniff and he was like oh i was like oh my god please wait you mcgregor yeah. well, i think i might have to fast forward that yeah it was really upsetting and then i mean the most upsetting thing i know she went to rehab but seeing liza do coke did really upset me oh dear. i was like liza no oh, and there was a lot oh, of studio wow. 54 stuff which i was living for and i'm planning on maybe doing a studio 54 episode in the oh, future because should. yeah because it's very um it was very elitist and, you know, it was an, a no-holds-barred no kind of place. But also, there was a lot of, you know, tax evasion. And a girl died there. But you know what? I was thinking that we should, what we should cover on the podcast is, mm. um, who was the um, the person that had a mummified corpse in their closet? Oh, Dorian Corey. Yeah, I want to do that yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> love that, love that. 
yeah, that's definitely on my list of, of ones to do for sure. That's so good. But yeah, so that was Halston. It was okay. Wasn't lo- I? I loved it because it was Ryan Murphy, and I'm a sucker. Is for it on Netflix? One. It's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah. Also, I, they were bigging up. They were like, "Oh, Divine is on it. Divine is on it." I was like, "Oh my god, Divine!" She was in it for like two seconds. Yeah, of course she was. Like no a lines. Fleeting, fleeting no, no lines. And, and what no was nothing. the person that played Divine like? Really good. I actually follow him on Instagram. Okay. I can't remember what he's called, which really upsets me. I'm sorry, guys that I can't tell you, but he's a really good divine. Um, I might watch, I, I, I am actually going to watch it. I will check it out. Watch it, it's worth a watch. It's like five episodes. Do you know episodes. one thing, one thing that I did actually watch what? that came out yesterday <laughs> was Vice documentary. Oh yeah. About, about the TikTok commune mm-hmm. in Tennessee. The garden. Was like The garden, which was like a huge thing. Um, mm. Like, however many months ago and then obviously vice have made this documentary and like it's not a bad documentary but it misses out a lot of stuff so it kind of like paints so like there's a lot of people that were talking about the garden on social media and that kind Mm. of stuff Mm. and there was a certain person on social media that was talking about it in a really really aggressive way and they like called ice yeah they called like the fbi they did all this kind of stuff mm. and then they kind of they managed to get away without a, like of not being involved in this documentary at all because i heard somebody said that they'd like threatened to sue is this so, that, like is this that person that like tells people that their loved ones are speaking to yeah 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 it's that it's that person yeah. yeah she's she's quite she's quite a problematic tiktok creator just and, as um, i thought trash yeah. <clears throat> yeah exactly and so basically because her involvement is not like she's not involved in it mm. it reflects it, it basically misses out this huge bit of the story where it makes it look like the one creator that's featured in it, which is Milo, who was like talking a lot about the garden, but he also re- retracted like a lot of stuff. Right. Like as the story unraveled, he became to he came to be more like, no, I don't think it's a cult. Yeah, I think there's some dodgy things. I don't want this like the internet witch hunt to continue. Mm. But because he's the only one that's featured in it, it makes him look like he was the one that got the garden shut down. Oh, he was really? the one that was doing all the death threats and all that kind of stuff. Which he really wasn't. No. Like he wasn't. It was it was these other people. I guess and that's because... just I guess that's just people like I, I don't know, maybe Vi- the way Vice of it, I haven't seen it, but maybe the way Vice have edited it or something, it's basically leaving people to fill yeah, in the gaps. It leaves it leaves a bit. I thought it was, I, uh, outside of that, I thought it was quite an interesting documentary about mm. like how things spiral out mm. online. I thought it was interesting, but yeah. I think, you know, there's an, there's an issue with it when it comes to like, there's the thing about like documentaries and that, if you don't get all sides of the story, it's like really it can be really skewed absolutely like there's a story that i i watched about um which was really skewed it was a show called tiger king i don't know if you've heard of it <laughs> i have heard of it we're getting, enough, we're, we're getting um, so good at these segues we really are we really honestly, are funnily enough um today i'm going to be talking well we're going to talk about it because yeah. we're going to talk about it but i want it to be more of a discussion absolutely because we're going to talk about carol baskin and carol baskin has not, in my opinion, murdered anybody. Carol Baskin. I that she's... <laughs> killed her husband, whacked him. I was actually going to put that in. I'm going to edit that. Do I'm it. I'm going to edit that in. Carol Baskin. 
killed her husband, whacked him. I want to talk about kind of like Carol Baskin, the disappearance of her husband, Don Lewis, and how she was portrayed on the Tiger King documentary. Mm -hmm. Because I recently watched the Louis Theroux documentary, which is Same, kind of yeah. like a follow-up yeah. um, to Tiger King. And I think... I'll say up front that I think Louis Theroux is a phenomenal documentary filmmaker. Louis Theroux is great, and I saw him once at a train station with some Sainsbury's bags. I love him. Didn't say I anything. I love him. I love him so much. And one of the reasons that I love him is I mm. feel like he brings a real empathy yeah. and a real warmth to the subjects that mm -hmm. he covers. Absolutely. Even if it's something like like Westboro Baptist Church, right? Mm, mm. Where he's gone and he's met with these really people with really despicable beliefs. Yeah. He treats the people that he's with with respect and he wants to listen to them and he wants to hear them and he wants to understand. Yeah. And through that understanding, he's managed to build like really good relationships with people. Like like um I think her name's Megan Phelps Roper. Right. Um who was um the daughter of the Westboro Baptist Church lady. Mm. He's like one of the main people. Yeah. Um. She was like, he treated her really, really well, yeah. and she eventually ended up leaving um, Westboro Baptist Church. And it's like, I feel like, I know, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent about no, Louis Three, but fine. I just feel like when there's documentaries, I feel like you've got a, you have a responsibility to try and tell all sides of the story, and it's yeah. hard, especially yeah. when it's controversial subject matter. Also, like. But, that's not, important. Yeah, I mean, I think with the Louis through documentaries, they're not sensationalist. Sensationalist. Exactly. You know? Whereas, I mean, I'd liken it to, like, I watched Louis through's documentary on Scientology, which was really interesting and, you know, showed both sides of the story. Whereas yeah. you, if you compare it to um, Scientology and Me by Leah Remini... Yeah. That was all like, oh, come on, I'm not advocating here for Scientology. Come on, let's be honest. Just I know, like Scientology and Me, though, and I'm a big Leah Remini stan. Scien so. like, Scientology and Me is good, but it's very one-sided. Do you know what I mean? It's not got that. I think it's... I think that's different. It's one-sided because the church will not communicate with Leah Remini. Okay, fair enough. She's a, a suppressive person. But she it's, it's hard when you're it's hard when you're dealing with cults because it's yeah. like it's even like the same with like Love Has Won and stuff like that. Mm. It's like I would love to talk to those people and yeah. like sit down with them and figure out like how the the psychology works and you know like what what is it that is attractive to this group. But it's difficult because a lot of them perceive you if if you criticize them they yeah. perceive you yeah. as being against them and it's like I'm not against you. I I do want to understand but i also think that it's harmful anyway we're going on a documentary tangent we are and we should get, get into carol. get into carol baskin so um FY, carol sorry, baskin, fyi real quickly just a little side note fact, factoid tidbit for you so oh. the movie army of the dead by Zack snyder which was released over the weekend on netflix has right. a has a zombie tiger in it and they used footage of one of carol baskin's tigers for her oh really yeah there you go. That was just a little bit of factoid for you. Carry on. Love that. Mm -hmm. So Carol Baskin was born Carol Stairs on June 6th, 1961 in Texas. And since she was a child, she's always a big cat lover. Um, like people talk about how she used to take in stray cats and she always like dreamt of like growing up and being a vet. Mm. And there's one thing that I read where it said that as a child... She remembered that she climbed a tree in her backyard and she was like looking out at her neighborhood and like all this kind of like, she kind of lived in the, in the sticks a little bit and it was all very like boring. Yeah. And she apparently prayed to herself that she would never be this bored again. Oh. And I think she got her wish because I she's had quite she did, an interesting yeah. life. She surely has. So, 
when she was 15 she ran away from home that was in 1977 and she ran away with um an employee from the local roller wink, rink roller wink roller rink. rink um where she was also working and she kind of started like hitchhiking so up and down the east coast of the US and she used to sleep underneath parked cars <gasps> which is which is wild to so me. dangerous i know but then she did get an orange Datsun truck and nice. she started living in that and she used to sleep in the back of it with her pet cat. Mm-hmm. Now, after that, she moved to Tampa when she was 17 yeah. and she got a job at a discount department store and she started a relationship with her boss who was called Mike. And they got married and they had a daughter mm-hmm. and I don't particularly think like that um, Carol wanted to marry her, marry him, sorry. Right. Like, she kind of basically felt like pressured into it, into it by her family. Yeah. Um, and he was a bastard, mm. basically. Mm. So he was really, really possessive and he would mark, like, you know the mile marker on your car? Like, yeah. see, this is where you've gone. He used to mark that <gasps> each day to make sure that she wasn't going around, like, seeing people. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's bad, right? Oh, it's bad, yeah. So on the side, when she wanted to make extra money, she would start breeding um, Persian and Himalayan cats. Oh, I love a Persian and cat. She also started to take in injured bobcats as well. Um, that she would kind of like try and nurse back to health, and then she'd kind of release them um, back out. Mm. And so the story goes that one night, um, Carol could tell that like Mike was going to beat her. Yeah. He was on like a bit of a war path. He mm. was an asshole, basically. Yeah. So she threw a potato at his head, and she ran out of the house barefoot. It's a potato. A potato. I, I mean, that might have been all that she could find. Maybe. Yeah. And it was the only thing that would work. So Probably. she's like, bear in mind, she's only nineteen at the time. That's like, she's true. Super, yeah. super young, yeah. and she's trying to get away from this like abusive husband. So she's like running down the street doing whatever, mm-hmm. and a car pulls up alongside her and rolls down the window. And inside is a much, much older man, and he basically says like, "Do you need a ride anywhere? Like, where are you going?" Carol said, "No, I'm all right. Like, mm-hmm. leave me alone, whatever." And he drives off. But then he comes back and he pulls up. And when he pulls up this time, she sees a gun lying on the passenger <gasps> seat. Right? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> and he tells her. If she doesn't trust him, that she can get in the car and she can hold the gun and she can like hold it on him, right? Still wouldn't get drive around. Yeah, me either. But she's like nineteen. She's doing whatever. She's like, you know, I don't know what's going on in it. What was it? Was this like what the seventies? Um, it would have been yeah, the Mm. seventies. I mean, back then, obviously. But beginning of the eighties. Back then, in the late seventies, early eighties. People would hitchhike and people were less likely to, you know, before we had this whole strange, yeah, stranger, stranger danger. danger. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Absolutely, it wasn't yeah. a huge thing back then, but it was it was starting to pick up. In it's that like era. it's like I see this meme that says um, back in the like 90s or whatever. It was like, don't get in car, cars with strangers. And now it's like you meet strangers on the internet and just go and have sex with them. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, I'd love I'd love to have the guts to go hitchhiking. So would I. But no. Oh, if, I knew, no. if I knew I was like a white man, cis white man. Yeah, like, true. But then it would be awful. It is awful. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I, it's I think not I awful. Quite, I think I quite enjoy I think I quite enjoy it. Anyway. anyway. So Carol gets in the car and she picks up the gun and she holds it on 
the, the man that she's with. Mm-hmm. And so they drive a little while and then he pulls the car over. Right. And then a, apparently, according to the story, he reaches over and wraps his hand around her neck. What? And he, yeah, and he says that he could choke her to death if he wanted to. Oh my god! <laughs> I know it's insane. What an and then apparently, dick power move. I, apparently, and she said back. She said back to him, "Oh, I know you could." And oh. then, like, because she she apparently like wasn't scared of him. Yeah. And then then he just like backs off and massages her shoulders. Oh my god! This is so creepy. Like, it's like super creepy. You everyone like knows someone who they could see doing that. Like, do you know what it's, I mean? I mean. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. So he then drives her to a motel, but they don't do anything except for talk and sleep. And Carol later writes in her diary that that is when she fell in love with him right then and there. I'm sorry, and Carol. I, in, yeah, in I the, know. In the words of Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost, you in danger, girl. Like, exactly. honestly, what are you doing, Carol? Exactly. Exactly. Oof. So... He tells her that his name is Bob Martin. Right. And so they're both married and they start having this affair um, and they end up like mostly meeting in a trailer where he worked because she thinks like they were meeting in the trailer and she'd have to like hide in it. And she thought that they were hiding from his boss who he told her was a rich man called Don Lewis. Okay. Right. Okay. So one day, so she kept, she kept calling him at work and yeah. she'd ask his secretary if she could speak to um, Bob Martin and the secretary would always like put her through. But there was a new secretary that she called one day mm. and when she calls and asks for Bob Martin, the secretary's like, who the hell is that? Like, I don't know who that is. And then Carol like gives a visual description of him mm. and the secretary says, oh my God, you're describing Don Lewis. <gasps> So that was the moment where Carol realised that she'd been having, like, a relationship with this kind of, like, kind of well-to-do. He wasn't, according to Carol, he was never, like, super, super rich. But, like, he was he, he was fairly well off. Right? Yeah. So the relationship's kind of, like, progressing and they eventually ended up leaving um, their respective partners and they married each other in 1991. So Carol now knows that he's Don and everything. Knows yeah? that he's Don, yeah. Right, okay, right. That's all done. And it, right, okay. I mean, a fucking weird start to a relationship. Very weird we've, we've start. Had, we've had a gun in a car. We've had being choked out. We've had illicit affairs, fake names. I mean... Yeah. There's some red flags here for truly, me. Truly, <laughs> truly red flags. Like bright red, glaring, glowing red exactly, flags. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So soon after they got together properly and officially and like married each other, mm. they ended up buying their first bobcat, which was called Wind's Wind Song, Aww, the bobcat at an auction. But apparently, Wind Song was a bit of a shit. He it, was he was quite <laughs> he was I mean, quite badly behaved. It's a bobcat, like it's true. It, the the story says that um, it would lie on top of the refrigerator until Don opened the refrigerator and then it would pounce on his head. Okay, my cats and, do that. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but my, just, cats aren't, a large my cats cat. aren't a fucking bobcat, let's be honest. Exactly. And apparently it chased Carol's daughter throughout the house and it bullied their pet German Shepherd. So, like... I mean, that's a quite an interesting visual, just a bobcat and a German Shepherd just going at it. Yeah. Happy I mean, days. Quite interesting, yeah. 
So Don decided that it needed another cat to be around, just right. like something like that it could vibe out with, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they went to meet a bobcat breeder in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And when they arrived there, it was absolutely grim. Like there was flies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Carol said that she had to put a handkerchief over her mouth because mm-hmm. otherwise she'd be like inhaling them. And the breeder there had like tons and tons of bobcat kittens everywhere. Apparently there were like nearly 60 of them in total. Wow, that's a lot of bobcats. It's a lot of bobcats. Mm. So Carol asked, like, oh, like, are all these bobcats pets? Like, do people keep all these animals as pets? And the person there just said, like, no, we're a fur farm. We raise them until they're a year old and then we slaughter them. Oh, my God. So then Carol notices a pile of dead cats with their belly fur sliced off. And obviously she's, like distraught because she's a huge cat lover like and that's like really going to be distressing for her Mm. so don basically like he according to the legend of the story he basically said like how much for every cat here oh and that led them to opening their first well their animal sanctuary which was called wildlife on easy street which is now known as um big cat rescue yeah big cat rescue Big, big cat rescue yeah yeah so originally Don wanted to run it more as like a business because, you know, he's a capitalist pig, like yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And Carol Carol was more inclined to run it um as like a non profit to help the animals. Right. Um and they had uh like as it was growing and as it became like big they had um 200 cats of 17 species five full-time employees and more than 100 volunteers it was really big and they also like as another way to kind of like bring money in to look after the animals they turned um some cabins into like a bed and breakfast and for 75 dollars a night you could um have like tamed bobcats and cougars and stuff like in your bed and breakfast which is a little bit weird horrifying really like (laughs) no way but carol said in an interview that you'd pay that much at holiday inn with no entertainment (laughs) but also you don't have the fear of being mauled at holiday inn exactly 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 by a tamed cat well i don't know if there were any maulings i don't think there were Mm. any maulings but who knows there may have been there may have been so so things start to breakdown as a lot of relationships do Mm -hmm. and um don lewis basically um was like beginning to tell his family members and his friends that he wanted to move to costa rica and he was in costa rica a lot like he was he was constantly like going over there so in 1997 he started to transfer um ownership of his properties in florida to a costa rican company um and uh, he basically carol says and this is her these are her words she says that don spent one week per month in costa rica and that don was a man who wanted to have sex daily and that he would go to costa rica during the week that she was having her menstrual cycle what she just yeah, let, and grim, she right? she just let him fly off to costa rica and have like well, I don't know if it was a matter of like letting him, but maybe she felt like she she didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. What a pig. Again, like you're talking, but you're talking about like the 90s and like power dynamics, especially when money is involved in relationships and property and all that kind of stuff, you know. And she's, her, her main goal at that point, I guess, was to like rescue the animals and, yeah. and make sure that the animals were cared for. I mean, so far it sounds to me, well, I mean, it sounds to me, Don is a pig. Yeah, I mean, he's... 
he um yeah <laughs> yeah let's be you I know mean, we, we could put allegedly in yeah, here but exactly. come on we could say allegedly allegedly um, a that's, pig but that's come some on. really grim behavior yeah um, for sure yeah so another interesting part of this mm-hmm. um is that uh carol claimed that Don was having um, some mental health, like his mental health was deteriorating, basically. She said that he had started to rummage in dumpsters and that he was hoarding vehicles and junk. She said that he was losing his short-term memory and she was actually starting to suspect that he might have Alzheimer's disease. Does Does anybody else corroborate her story? Well... Mm, not really because there's a former personal attorney and a business associate of Don Lewis's who've said like that wasn't true so we don't know okay now in July 1997 Don files a request for a restraining order against his wife against Carol saying that she had threatened to kill him and that she had hidden his gun to prevent him from protecting himself now the important thing to know here is the the request was rejected and he carried on living with her right Right. so carol says that when he would when he used to go away to costa rica Mm -hmm. she would get rid of junk from the property because of like he was hoarding all of this stuff right basically okay and so there was somebody that they 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 were working with like on the um, animal sanctuary called wendell and wendell would tell don that she was doing it Right. And Don was trying to get the police to stop Carol from, like, moving his shit, basically. So that's and why he filed the restraining order. Yeah, exactly. So, she, yeah, he filed for it and it was denied. And he kept living with her, right? Um, and Sus. apparently he had said to her, like, multiple times that he wanted to have a divorce. and But she didn't really think that he was that serious about it. I, I guess, like... With these kind of like relationships and stuff, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors, I guess. No, but it's, no. you know, obviously, you know, like anybody that's filing for a restraining order and that, they need to be protected 100%. Yeah. But we don't really know what's going on. No. Nobody really knows what's going on. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this kind of like builds and builds and builds. And um, in the days leading up to Don's disappearance, um, he bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica. And he was loading some of his equipment onto a truck that apparently was destined for Miami. Right. Now, Don goes missing on August 18th, 1997. Right. He leaves his house at six o'clock in the morning um, to make a early morning delivery. And he's never seen again. He's never, ever been found. So on August 20th, that's two days later, they find his car, which was a 1989 Dodge uh, Ram van at the Pilot Country Airport in Spring Hill, Florida, which is 40 miles away from um, the animal sanctuary. Now, he, like, when he disappeared, like, he had a lot of planes and, but his pilot license was suspended but apparently he would still fly them even though he's he didn't have a pilot's license anymore right okay so that's why some people think like that he got into a plane and it crashed or like some people theorize that he made it to costa rica and all that kind of stuff like Mm. but nobody really knows but there there are some theories so the hillsborough county sheriff's office which was the the um, county that was investigating it Mm. they um investigated the wildlife on easy street sanctuary and they found no sign of any foul play right and they also visited um 
that's a town in Costa Rica where Don owned um, like a quite a big like chunk of land basically right. and they were there for five days and in Costa Rica they did basically find out that Carol was right that he had been doing like extramarital affairs mm-hmm. and there were some dodgy things going on down there about money yeah. and all that kind of stuff um, but they didn't really find they didn't find anything there mm. though like he wasn't there and none of his credit cards have been used since his disappearance like there's he basically just disappeared off the map I mean now in my 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 first thought is his plane crashed into the sea. That's my first thought as well, and that's honestly what I think. Oh might my have god! Happened. Did he fly? Is is the Bermuda Triangle on the way to Costa Rica? <laughs> I don't know. Potentially. Who knows? Maybe he's sure. maybe he's just living in the Bermuda Triangle, driving round and round and round. I mean, there's always so basically there's always been suspicion. So obviously, the Tiger King documentary kind of catapulted this story onto our screens. Mm-hmm. But like even way back then, yeah. Don Lewis's ex-wife, so that's the ex-wife before Carol, and his children have always been adamant that Carol was involved. Right. But it wasn't until the Tiger King documentary came out um, at the beginning of the pandemic that it kind of became like this thing that everybody talked about. Yeah. So episode three of the Tiger King documentary focuses on like a lot of different theories um, around Don Lewis's disappearance. And it's interesting to note that since the release of the series, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office receives six tip up to six tips a day related to his disappearance like I'm, I'm assuming that that that's at like the height of like the series and yeah. stuff but like they were getting loads of information through. and they haven't found anything else. no absolutely oh. not so um don lewis's children basically have been like the main proponents of the theory that carol fed don to, to the, the tigers, tigers at the, san- yeah. at the sanctuary mm-hmm. and they have basically like said over and over again they're like why didn't the investigators run a DNA test on a meat grinder that was there? But an- another thing to note is that the meat grinder that they're talking about was actually removed from the sanctuary like weeks before Don ever went missing. Was was that their only meat grinder? I think it was. Yeah, the the meat. It was a meat grinder there, and it was and it was removed. So it wasn't there when he went missing. I mean, is there? Do we know anything about like what Don's family? Th- thought about carol or they weren't fans no okay they are very much like they're they're of the accusation of like she's after money she's after this she's after that but we also need to put into the perspective that it's an ex-wife and Uh, there's a lot of money involved in this kind of stuff and i'm not saying that anybody is right or wrong but like they're not going to be the biggest fans of carol absolutely yeah let's be honest yeah so, you know, there's that. Also, it's now, the whole, like, older man, younger thing. She was probably yeah. the same age as his kids. Like, do you know what I yeah, mean? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, so it's difficult. And there's a lot of heated emotions in it. And, you know, I get it from his family side. You want answers. Yeah. Um, But, like, Carol makes some good points. So she basically says, like, well, there would be human bones left if if... If Don had been eaten by the tigers, there'd be bone. There'd be bones. Like, where's the bone? Where, where's the fragments of the bones? That kind of stuff. Right. Um, and, like, Carol's whole thing is, like, there's a really good quote from her where she says, Can you imagine having people think you killed your husband or wife and not being able to prove otherwise? Without a body, there is nothing I can do to clear my name. Yeah. Oh, God, it's hard. And it's, yeah. And it's really tough for her, right? It must so, like, be, yeah. And and so this is the thing with then, the Tiger King documentary. Joe Exotic has basically like he's been 
really responsible for pushing all of these theories. Mm -hmm. And why does he push these theories? Well, because Carol Baskin was messing with his business. Exactly. So Joe Exotic was making tons of money taking all of these tigers around to shopping malls and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And Carol Baskin's activism essentially got him banned from that. So she took away a huge amount of his income. So he has like a huge thing in this to promote Mm. anything against Carol Baskin and ultimately plot to kill her which is why he's in jail at the moment yeah yeah um but like so like when he created that music video he's got that here kitty kitty and it's got the carol baskin lookalike who is like the best carol baskin lookalike I've literally ever seen in my life. such a good carol baskin lookalike and she's feeding the meat to the tigers and all that kind of stuff like it's yeah it, we look at that and we go it's funny right yeah we we listen to the stuff that came out on tiktok it was like carol baskin yeah. killed her husband like all that stuff and we're like it's funny but it's also like she's a woman who can't like she cannot yeah it doesn't matter what she says Mm. like people are still gonna think that she killed don unless she not just unless someone discovers a body that has clearly not that has died of something that carol can be cleared of no one's ever that's the thing though if it's if it's like if his plane crashed on the way to Costa Rica, let's say, mm-hmm. how are they ever going to find that? Like they a won't. tiny little, tiny little plane. So like she has to live with that for the rest yeah. of her life of like being accused of that kind of stuff. And also if you think about it, it as well, if he was flying without his pilot's license, he's not going to be, he's going to, you know, not be on radar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's a tough one. Mm. And it's like, it, Joe Exotic didn't just push the one about her feeding it to tigers. No. Um, he basically also said that um, Don Lewis is buried in a septic tank what? at the sanctuary. Oh my God. The septic tank, again, the septic tank was not installed until years after Don disappeared. Well, you know, just playing devil's advocate here, she could have been, you know, hiding the body and then put it in there later. Potentially, potentially, potentially. But there's like, there, you know, there's other, the, the other theories are obviously his plane crash, but there's another one of like, he could have just flown to Costa Rica or like found a way to get there or he could be living the life under a totally new identity. like we just don't know you could have just been like peace i'm out i need to go out of here but with the whole like joe exotic stuff i'm sorry like he lied about being a country music singer and he was like this is my (laughs) voice and i'm like watching it i was like dude that is not your voice so don't trust him the thing that I find really interesting about Tiger King, and, mm. and I kind of fell for it a little bit when I first watched it, but now looking back on it, I feel about it differently, is it paints Carol Baskin as the villain of the piece. It really does, but it she's really not. It really does. And it's like, no, she's not the villain of the piece. Like, am I saying that she's a perfect human being? Absolutely no. not. Nobody's a perfect human being. But the thing that gets me about this, and again, I've got a quote from her, from Carol yeah. Baskin, where she says, we worked with the producers for five years because they said they were working on blackfish for big cats, right? Mm. The day I watched it, I was like, what was this past five years about? This is nothing like what they said they were working on. Mm. And I think that that encapsulates why... I find this really interesting, but I also really dislike it because it's like she thought that she was doing, she thought she was going to be involved in like a piece of activism work essentially for big cats. Mm. And it essentially turned into, into the more interesting story, obviously. It is salacious. It is interesting. Like Tiger King captured like the world's attention. I mean, one thing we can agree on, I think everyone can agree on is that Joe Exotic is a very interesting 
Oh, absolutely. Character. Like, he's absolutely. also... I, I don't Wild. Know, I don't know if the word is charismatic. Is that the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know if I'd say charismatic. He, he's like... Something about, there's something something about, about him, him. Yeah, that you're that like... You just look at and you're like, yeah. And the, obviously the way the show is edited and you watch it and you're like, you know, well, you think, oh, well, you know, his his husband, you know, killed himself, like, in front of... Do you know what I mean? And you think yeah. he's had all these horrible things, his brother died, all that all that stuff. But they don't tell you about the stuff that had happened to Carol in her earlier life, like... Exactly. Do you know exactly. what I mean? And I so think, it's I think very with one-sided. Joe Exotic as well, you've got this kind of... You've got... he, he got all the components of it, basically. Like, he, he's a gay guy who uh-huh. looks like fucking Kid Rock, who's, like, <laughs> a proper hillbilly. He's got, like... He, he walks with his cane and he's yeah. got his fucking gun out all the time. Yeah. And he's, like... He's, like, I'm talking about these goddamn tiger... Like, and it's just... It's brilliant. Also, like, he's in, like, a... Thru- so he's in, like, a thruple, like... Yeah. Mm, well, I've got things about that as yeah, well. Yeah, me too. Like, like, it's a bit... But I mean... It's what, very groomy and his whole yeah. thing about like, oh, well, my husband's were straight and now they're with me. I mean, like... some people... I've heard some people say, allegedly, that... I don't know how to say this without... No, I'm not going to say it. I was okay. going to talk about how basically his husbands were wanted crack, basically. No, no, but that's an interesting point. Okay, so I think that's an interesting point. Allegedly. How, how can you make that point? How can I make how that point? That? Hold on, I've got it. Hold on. Hold on. Pre- pre- he preyed on the vulnerabilities. Yeah, yeah, hold on. <clears throat> Dependent people. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean about the whole groomy thing. I think, you know, that there is a lot of talk about how he kind of preyed on these men's vulnerabilities, maybe. Absolutely. Addictions, allegedly, like. Exactly, you know, and he was also exploiting them for labour. He was paying oh, yeah, tiny yeah. amounts of wages. They were dependent on him. A it lot, was like a dependent then, relationship. But then a lot of his employees are. If you look, if you watch the documentary, yeah. especially the um, the guy whose arm was fucking ripped off by a tiger. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, yeah, I still love Joe. And it's like, but then when they talk about like their their childhood, their upbringing, their, their life, like they, you know, it, it's preying well, it's on very... vulnerable people. And it was very kind of culty in that sense. Mm, mm. Like there's the, you know, it, and, and that's kind of like how cult leaders and, and, and like Joe Exotic is like, I'm not saying that Joe Exotic is a cult leader, but he's got that thing about him where yeah. he's, he, you know, he has got an element of narcissism. He uh, has an element? Of, I know. Like he's got this kind of like God complex yeah, and having sure. these people around him. And it is very cult-like in that, in that regard. I think it's just... The thing that irked me about it is that you've got a man who was really, really abusive to animals. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, people just started stanning him and then, like, mm. hating Carol Baskin because allegedly some somebody said that she may or may not have been involved in the disappearance of her husband. And I'm like, you know, from what I've seen of Carol Baskin, I see her as somebody, like, I don't see her as a perfect person, but mm. I see her as somebody who, who genuinely cared and I think that Joe Exotic probably cared about his animals At the start. in some, yeah, in some regard. But the treatment's utterly despicable, well, and that's the thing. I think... That's the thing. That the thing about the Tiger Thinking thing is like, I feel like the people that created that documentary um, are responsible for that. Like mm. that, and mm. and they've kind of shifted this narrative, and that's what I found really interesting about the Louis Theroux documentary. Yeah. Because Louis Theroux went around trying to get like 
interviews with all these people but he couldn't get an interview because they'd all been like snatched up by yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've all signed these contracts they can't be involved in anything else they can't do it like they can't you know they can't talk they can't can't do whatever and it's like okay I, I get that because obviously you know you need to you can't have everybody going around talking whereas everybody's going to be making documentaries yeah, and yeah. you know that kind of stuff but the issue is that like the way that they skewed it and they mm. skewed it towards mm. Carol and the way that they sold her one thing and then put out something totally different. And I feel like that is so unbelievably unethical to do that to somebody. Alleged, alle- that's what she's alleging though. That's what she's saying. No, they, well, that's, that's what she's saying. That. that They said that they were, they were, they were doing blackfish for big cats. Yeah, but I get, I, it was going to be, you have to kind of think about it with, you, you know, I think, you're coming from the approach of you're very pro Carol Baskin. I'm neither here nor there. I don't really care about either. Well, of I'm just. Them, to I, be well, honest. I'm coming at it more of more of of a ethical or like ethics in documentary filmmaking. Totally, but there, like there's, there's no kind should, of when you have when you have people in documentaries, you should at least be upfront about what is going to yeah, be. Like, I understand that the story. How do you know they well, weren't? She says that they weren't. She's basically. saying that they weren't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you kind of. I think the thing with this is it's a very he said she said thing, like as as a lot yeah. of stories are. So you can't yeah. take a lot them as verbatim. But just from I guess watching the show, and seeing the the way that both of them reacted yeah. and behaved in general, yeah, it's pretty obvious that you know. Joe Exotic was the um, instigator, uh, you know. Absolutely. And I think be- because he was this such this such sensational character, that drew people to him. And the way the show was mm. edited, it was in his favour. But when you really, oh, totally. yeah, when you really start to totally. look at it, he would go. But then he would go on like live streams and shoot a dummy that looked like Carol Baskin in the oh, head. Yeah. And stuff. But then you got people going, "Oh my god, he's such a badass for doing that." Yeah, it's weird. I just, I, yeah. oh, I don't know. I just, I'm not going to lie. Understand it. When I first watched it, I was drawn to Joe Exotic, and I was. Well, yeah, because he's, he's, he is. You know, I don't know if charismatic is the right word to use for him, but he is that kind of character where you think, like, okay, well, he's just, he's just an interesting character. It's not even about charisma. He's just interesting. Like mm. his clothes, the way he talks, the way mm. that he is. He's, he's an interesting character. He's a gay gun-toning cowboy, and to me, that's exactly. just like moth to a flame. And that's rare. Yeah. That's like moth to a flame. Well, I just think my last point on this is um, I really liked the Louis Theroux documentary and so did Carol Baskin because, again, direct quote, um, I think Louis Theroux handled the subject with thoughtfulness and a self-reflection that showed his sincere desire to understand. My phone isn't ringing off the hook with death threats and obscenities, so I think BBC viewers may be doing a bit of soul-searching as well. Oh, that's nice. I like that yeah, and quote. I think, and I think, you know... What's the better documentary in terms of entertainment? Obviously, Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah. But the better documentary in terms of a, the a truth. human look. Yeah, I think yeah. Louis Theroux. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, this is one of those things that you never... I mean, Tiger King is obviously so much bigger and than yeah. the Louis Theroux documentary. You're going to have a lot millions more fans. And yeah. millions more people that are like Carol Baskin killed her husband, blah blah. She fed him Absolutely. to, she fed him to her husband, she fed him to her tigers, blah blah blah. She's awful, blah blah. But they're not, they can't prove that can't she imagine... didn't, and they can't prove that she did, and they, you know, exactly. And I can't imagine like having somebody think that you've killed your husband when you haven't. I mean, killing, Wild. killing your husband is one thing, but cutting him up and feeding him to tigers—that's like exactly. It's crazy. Mental. 
Well, after this discussion, I, you know, I, I was with you on the whole Carol Baskin thing anyway, because I watched the nice. Louis Theroux documentary. Um, but I think it's just like, what, like I say, one of those things, like, you're never going to know unless they're not going to find a smoking gun in this kind of case. No, they're not. And I think, it, you know, sadly, it's just something that, that she's going to have to deal with. Yeah. But I think... You know, they, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to make a Tiger King 2, two thing yeah. at some point. Especially when, I mean, they, they're probably already filming it at the moment. Probably. But like, when Joe Exotic gets released from prison. Oh, interestingly enough as well, mm. it actually made the news this week. Did you see that it no. made the news, Tiger, oh. Tiger King stuff? So, um, the, like, the park left over, like yeah. the, the zoo from that Joe Exotic owned, mm. um, which was owned by Jeffrey and Lauren Lowe. That really shady guy that wore do-rags. I think it was, I think they were the, they were the shady guys. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't 100% remember. And um, basically, all of their cats got seized. So, oh, seven really? lions, 46 tigers, um, 15 lion tiger hybrids and oh, one jaguar. God, they were confiscated by the US Justice Department last week because they had visited the zoo three times since December and issued warnings several times. Mm. And the Lowe's had failed to provide adequate food, veterinary care and shelters. They mm. were also in contempt of court orders requiring them to hire a vet to check on the animals. Also, Mr. Lowe, Mrs. Sorry, Mrs. Lowe, Lauren Lowe, also threatened to kill a wildlife official. Oh, nice. So lovely girl. Yeah. I thought yeah. Carol Baskin owned the park now. No, it's um it's because uh, there's 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 scenes in the Louis Theroux documentary where she's like Oh no, it was they were seized from the animal park owned by Jeffrey Lowe. Oh, okay, cool, 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 fair enough, fair so enough. So it's not it's not the one Not the not Joe's in, Park, no. It's in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I just don't understand and why. Yeah, he is. He is the he's the sus one with the little guy. He's got like a little kind Go, of guy white, Fieri. like white goatee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Dresses he's like, like he's like fourteen. Like, yeah. Yeah, he um, really does. He, he really dresses does. like he's he dresses like he's a character in like Tiny Fucking Hawk. Yeah, absolutely. That's how he dresses. Like that's some X Games shit, Ma. You know. Um, I just don't understand why would you why would you own all of these animals and then you just wouldn't fucking give them veterinary care? Like that's just well, veterinary awful. care costs money, doesn't it? But then don't own why exactly would you own no exactly animals? exactly I don't understand why why is it legal for someone to own a fucking tiger I know it's, it's bonkers it's crazy it's absolutely crazy to me what crazy 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 speaking of crazy things go on is it time to take a break I think it is I love how it's called take a break yet the majority of the stories are from it from chat magazine I find maybe nice. we should change it to let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. I think take a break's better. Take a break is better. We'll have a cheeky little break, you know, yeah. take a little break. Yeah. So anyway, this yeah. week's take a break, I am going to be te talking about... <laughs> my turn, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right, hold on. Let me go back and just do that again. Because that whole Why? thing Come is just horrible. Okay, right, fine. So this week... No editing. No, no editing. editing. No editing. Uh, the, sub, the, the, the title... This is from September 2020's edition of Chat, It's Fate... Nice. Um, and the title of the article is Blue Aliens Brought Elvis to My Garden. Oh, I'm already in love with this. Absolutely. This is already like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. me. And guys, I have done extent I have done my research and I have read through this article to make sure it's not misleading <laughs> as in previous weeks. It's they not have been quite It's not just gonna be some bird who saw an Elvis look alike in her garden. Like, <laughs> don't worry, it's you know. 
nice. So this I'm is, glad that you checked. I did. This is a, a story by Lily Ann, who's 54 from Leeds. I thought you were going to say Lily Allen. Lily, this is a story about Lily Allen, uh, who is 54. She's not really. Um, so Lily Allen... <laughs> Lily Ann, I mean, not Lily Allen. <laughs> Lily Ann for 54 from Leeds. So I'm going to just read it out. So she says, I was about four years old when I first saw the star people... They were all very tall, around seven foot, and incredibly beautiful, with bright blue eyes and strong jaws, and they were bathed in a blue glow. Wow. Okay, I'd be so freaked out. I mean, she's carry on, let's see. Let's see what they do first. Let's see if they're sinister. She says most of them were male, but I wasn't afraid. I'm not going to lie, I'd be afraid if there were seven, loads of seven foot men stood around my bed. It's a little bit Monsters, Inc., I guess. I guess so. Anyway. Maybe, you know, she's only four. She's like, oh, what are these ethereal beings in my room? Absolutely, absolutely. She also doesn't know. She's not old enough yet. She doesn't know that you... True, she doesn't know that seven men around your bed is a bad thing. Well, (laughs) not always. Carrying on. Um, Who are you? She asked. (laughs) Who are you? She asked them. They answered telepathically that they came from the other side of the universe, from many different planets. Oh. They're aliens, I thought to myself, but I still... Did she offer him a cup of tea? No, she was four. Oh. And? <laughs> well, how many four-year-olds do you know that can make a cup of tea? None, actually. Never let a four... Yeah. They answered to... Oh, no, they already said that. They were aliens, I thought to myself, but I still wasn't afraid. I couldn't possibly be afraid of these beings that radiated such peace. Oh, Sounds lovely, nice. actually. To, yeah, she maybe sa- they've just come for healing. Yeah. Well, she says, to me, they seemed more like angels than aliens, and I felt protected right. and loved when they were around me. Oh, that's nice. Actually lovely. Like, love I, I'm actually kind of wishing that these... No, actually, I'm not saying that. I'm not putting that out in the universe, because I would be freaked out as a 32-year-old man if fucking aliens were in my room. Oh, my God, I'd love that. I'd love, oh, to, I'd love, to, be an ex- I'd love to be an experiencer. Have you seen the film The Fourth Kind? No, you would not. I Well, do you know what? I would like to be an experiencer, but then, like, nobody will be... Like, I, I tell people about my UFO experience all the time and no, nobody ever believes me. So. I wouldn't... I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't believe you. Exactly. But I know nobody th- ever believes. But I know you're full of shit, so whatever. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Carrying on. So after the first visit, they visited her regularly. And on one occasion, they asked Lillian, Lily Allen, to <laughs> look out the window. And there was standing Elvis Presley. This is literally like, I am this so jealous of This is your dream. This is your dream. I don't think she's four we've when Elvis aliens was we've, we've got aliens and then we've got Elvis. It's like, exactly, what the fuck? Exactly. This is amazing. Yeah. Be like the best night of my life. But Lily Allen says, I'm just going to keep on that. Lily Allen says, <laughs> at least it looked like him with black hair, tan skin and his famous white jumpsuit. Love that. He's with us, the star people said to me. To this day, I don't know if it was actually Elvis or just another one of the star people. I, I think it was Elvis. I think Elvis is there with the star people. He's ascended to a different realm. Hey, guys. And he's just, like, straight up chilling in the Las Vegas gear, just having a great time. Maybe Elvis was always a star person. Maybe. Well, you know what? They what? say, like, you know, that these, you know, that, well... A lot of fundamentalist Christians mm-hmm. like to say that um, they come from another planet or they sell their soul to the devil. But, you know, what if they are just, like, ascended beings? Star people. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I believe the that. The star people. So Lily Allen people says... The star people of the stars. Lily Allen says that the star people have always been there for her. And she believes that they came from the same place as angels, a higher dimension than the earthly plane. Lily Allen's just going to end up starting her own like love has one cult. Absolutely, like, absolutely. She's going to be she instead of instead of like Robin Williams, which love has one's got. She's going to be like I've got Elvis here, I've got Elvis, and I've got the blue aliens behind me, and we're doing a surgery. Absolutely, and we're going to ascend to the eighth dimension. Like that's what's going to happen. Well, well Lily Ann slash Allen does say that they are that they are here to help the human race move up to a higher vibration. Oh, I love that. But not everyone can see them. So she is there to deliver their message. So she is basically a clairvoyant and she, you know, does all this. What's her name? Lillianne. And do you know where she's from? Leeds. Lillianne from Leeds. Hang on, I'm going to Google her. Do it, see what comes up. Um, You'll probably just get her chat its fate article. Why, do you want to go visit her? No, I just wondered if she started during like cult or something in Leeds. I don't think so. I'll look it up after the show. Leeds doesn't bode well for communal living, you know? Well, that's true. Anyway, that so at the end of the article, she says, I'm so grateful for their love, help and protection. One day the world will be a better place and it will all be thanks to the star people. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she... How old is she now? 54. Oh, so yeah. Bless her. She's right. literally. She is such a glamour purse. Honestly, she was friends. She? she was friends with Derek Akora, R.I.P. Of course she was. Of yeah. course she was friends with him. She's loving life. Mary loves dick. <laughs> <laughs> please, please Iconic. explain some context for that. Iconic. Well, it's when it's when um, Derek Akora. <laughs> It's become obsessed P- by possessed, spirit. You mean not well, obsessed? Possessed. Oh, obs- <laughs> <laughs> you said obsessed. He, he, he becomes possessed by spirit, and yeah. then the spirit is just like channeling through him, and he just keeps going like, "Mary loves dick. Mary loves dick." I'm not. And it's brilliant. I'm not going to lie. I used to love Most Haunted Live. Oh, it's great. Oh. When they used to do like those four-hour live shows. Yeah, uh, me and my mum used to love so it. Good. I used to love that. Was that. So good. I literally. What was her name on it as well? Yvette Fielding. Yvette Fielding. Yeah. I love used that. to bloody love do it. Do you remember that other show that used to be on, was it, did it used to be on Living? And it was that, that guy who was like a medium. and it Crossing, crossing own... Over with John Edward. Crossing Over with John Edward. Oh my God, I love Crossing Over with John Edward. <laughs> me, oh my god! Me and my mum used to love all the medium shows. We used to like, and no, then, but they were they used, they don't put them on anymore. No, they don't. Like my me me and my mum and my sister went to see Derek Ahara, um Did live. You? Didn't get called out though, unfortunately. Um, oh my god, he's literally he's so funny. He's like that. He's like that guy. Um, uh, Clinton Baptiste in Peter Kay's Phoenix Nights. I haven't seen Phoenix Nights, sorry. Where he's like, where he's like, I'm getting the word. Nonce. Nonce. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Um, I love that. Oh, do you know, like, there's, I think there's still a few going around, like Sally, what's her name? Sally Morgan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sally Jesse Raphael. Sally Jesse Raphael was not a medium. I don't there's think like, so. There's, I, I know, like, some of the American mediums, like Sylvia Brown. I don't know her. Sylvia Brown was on. She's like she's she always looks so funny. She kind of reminds me of um, 
like a Tammy Faye Baker. <gasps> Love that for her. Just in terms of like look and vibe. But she yeah. had like a whole backlash against her because um, she was like a, a psychic and basically like she got, I think she got convicted for fraud. Oh. But she was on like Larry King and stuff. She was on the Montel Williams show a lot. Oh, she yeah. Like very 90s. Oh, I, lo- oh, oh, I, I watched love a good documentary. Her. I watched a good documentary on YouTube on this channel called Anomaly Documentaries um, mm. about her, which was really good. I'll send you a link. <gasps> She's the woman that predicted the coronavirus pandemic. Is she? Yeah. Hold on, I'll find it. Hold on. So she wrote a book called End of Days, Predictions and Prophecies about the End of the World. Cheery. Um, It was released um 13 years ago now and there was a section in it that said in around 2020 a severe pneumonia-like illness was spread throughout the globe attacking the lungs the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments almost almost more baffling than the illness itself will be a fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived and attack again 10 years later then disappear completely she's not 100% right about that because you know it's still going on but yeah, but yeah, it's been too bloody long. It's been eighty-four years. As the it's been forever. I got my text about my vaccine today. Oh my god, are you gonna go? Got to get vaxxed up, honey. I'm just gonna. Um, I'm gonna just wait because I've got some ear stuff going on. But then I am gonna book it. Got to get. We got to have a double. We got to have a hot girl wax. Oh, a hot girl. Hot girl, hot girl wax. We <laughs> <laughs> got to have a hot girl vaxxed summer. Oh, mine's a croc summer, bro. You know, you like. This is the thing. I'm almost like, there's part of me that's almost like, I might just not get the fucking vaccine so I don't have to hang out with anyone. I could just be like, oh no, sorry, I haven't been vaccinated. Mine's less about hanging out with people and more about not dying. Um, yeah, that is that is true. That so is true. also, I really, I'm really glad I got the second dose because now I know that Bill Gates is single. He can track me and I can Absolutely. be his wife. Absolutely. <sighs> Honey. And you can go with him to like the um, little virgin boy island or whatever it's called. Although I have a Mac, do I have to like use a Windows PC if I'm with Bill? I think so. I think you do. What's I could do. I could do that for a billion Epstein? dollars. Little St James, Little St James <laughs> Island. Inappropriate. What? That's what it's called. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, just the whole thing is inappropriate. Having During this Epstein's island. I- this is on Wikipedia. During Epstein's ownership, the island acquired local nicknames such as the Island of Sin and Pedophile Island. Lovely. On that note... On that note, um, <laughs> is there anything nice you'd like to talk about that's not paedophilia? Um, <gasps> I'm getting a dog. What? I'm getting a dog. I sent you a picture the other day and was like, help me think of names for it and you just ignored me. When did you send that? Like two days ago. Mate, I've been in an sp- anxiety spiral. Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> did you send it to me on a DM or did you send it to me group chat? I did group chat, mate. Come on. No one oh, replied. okay. Anyway, um, so it's a little Poochon, Poochon. Oh my God, adorable. Just, oh my God, you're looking at him. Isn't he cute? He's called Chester. So is that your mum wearing all snakeskin? Mm-hmm. Nice, love that. My mum is a hun, like. <laughs> your mum truly is a hun. Such a hun. We love, we love my, my hun. For anyone mom. that's listening, I'm looking at a picture of Martin's mum holding up his dog and martin's mum is just wearing like snakeskin leggings snakeskin skin t-shirt it's a look it's a look it's such a look she's like the carol baskin of snakes she's the carol baskin of tunbridge (laughs) oh my god she is my dad did disappear straight no he didn't really um (laughs) yeah so he's a little pooch on puppy so half poodle half bichon frise he's a lovely sandy color called chester and i'm very excited he's here in like two and a half weeks 
called Chester. Chester, yeah. Beautiful. I love that. I wanted to call him Bo. Where did you guys get a dog? We like we've wanted a dog for like so long, like right. so long. And we've right. just been like casually looking, like, and then we saw him. He was available, and we were like, "Oh my god, let's go!" And the person oh, we're getting him cute. from was person we're getting from was really nice. She made us fill out like a a questionnaire, like with information about us, and it just felt like it just felt like a really good fit. Yeah. And um, we went to meet him. It's not and from he a was, puppy farm, is it? No, but it's not from a puppy farm, actually. Okay, good. I mean, if it was from a puppy farm, she wouldn't care about what we're going to do with the dog and how we're going to look yeah, after I the dog so. um That's a good point. it was a good point. it was just a lovely vibe and we can't wait to see him he'll have him he'll be here in like two and a half weeks i'm very excited so that's my good news oh that's really exciting are you gonna bring him out for walkies and stuff 100 percent. obviously once he's had his full vaccinations because i am not an anti-vaxxer what's he getting is he getting pfizer no he's getting moderna because he's a big dolly parton <laughs> fan no, I mean doggy vaccination. I know, of course. I, oh my God, thanks for the clarification, bro. I just thought I'd let you know. Anyway, thanks. that was a very interesting podcast episode. I thoroughly it was, enjoyed I loved it. it. Are you doing one next? Are you doing next week as well? No, you're doing next week. I'm doing next week. Oh, what am I going to do? I don't know, but so we've got next week and then, so we've got a 10th episode special. We do. Where we are going to have my friend Sammy on. So my friend Sammy... Um, has a podcast that um i don't think they're updating it anymore um but it was super super popular like twenty thousand subscribers what was it called they were at their height it's called listen carefully mm-hmm. and it's an in-depth analysis on the murder of jean benet ramsey yes. so sammy is like a mad expert on this mm. they know like so much mm. about the John Bonnet Ramsey case, so I cannot wait for them yeah. to like come on um, and talk about it. I'm very excited to chat with them about about John Bonnet Ramsey Ramsey because it is one of those really interesting cases. I mean, we all know who did it, but anyway. Well, this is the thing. They're going to talk <laughs> about like lots of different theories and yeah. stuff but i know that they've got their own opinions on it i've got my opinion. very well versed they've looked at the case files like i don't know much about john benet ramsey at all so mm. this is going to be like sammy basically teaching us about john benet ramsey i'm very excited i'm very excited yeah. next week what should i do should i do some, should I do some murder should I do something fun what should we do um i could do dorian corey yeah, do Dorian Corey. Do or I might do the story of King, Co- King Cobra. Who's King Cobra? Um, basically, um, the gay porn star. Um, oh, what was his name? He was a gay porn star. He was really famous. And like these two porn directors were vying for him and then one murdered the other. Oh, interesting. Very salacious. Anyway, interesting. I'm rambling. I'll decide. It'll probably be something <laughs> completely different next week. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you have a lovely week. Bye, all you cool cats and kittens. Bye.